Hey everybody, Jason here. Before we get into the talk about Nemesis, Albert Pun's 1992 sci-fi action movie that Carl Rodriguez has so kindly joined me to discuss, I want to highlight a product that just dropped. You can find this on Lulu. It's a print product. There's links in the show notes. It's called Ron's Old School Compendium. This is 148 pages of old school goodness. If you loved Unearth Arcana for the spells and the magic items, this is even more of that, plus more monsters. It's written for AD&D 1st Edition or Osric, but you can use it for any TSR era D&D or any of the OSR kind of games out there that are compatible with TSR era D&D. This is being put out by Smoldering Dung Games, who put out Flipping and Turning, the premier AD&D fanzine. And a few of these have appeared before in Flipping and Turning. This is done by Ron Christopher, and Ron Christopher is a name known to people in the AD&D first edition community, the Grog Talk community. And what, what else to say here? It's got a beautiful cover by Dean Spencer. Um, I, I don't want to give this away. You know, but there's tons of great things in here. We, like I say, there's over 100 new monsters, 100 over 115 new spells, and over 200 new magic items. Some of the spells are, are there's some new cantrips. There's some paladin, ranger, and bard specific spells, and there's also new spells for clerics, druids, magic users, illusionists. A ton of new monsters, including a bunch of arctic ones, which is great. I don't want to give away the material in here. But, you know, if you need stats for snow elves or life leeches or the paladin's war dog, they are all right here. It, it, you know, like I say, in addition to hundreds, hundreds more, if you want new spells, they are here, including some really cool ones. Weapon enchantment, right? That's a cool one. Spell allows magic user to magically and temporarily enchant an otherwise non-magical handheld or mystical weapon. That's a great one. The druid spell Heal Plants, which, you know, instantly can also heal some creatures like treants, shambling mounds, green slimes. But you can also do kelpies, needlemen, whipwood, witherweed, yellow musk creepers, etc. And then we have great things like the dagger plus one boomerang. We have Kinlo's Miracle Mud, Leonore's Laces. Who doesn't want these things, right? The gem of wheel and woe. Come on. You, you know you can't resist that. We have snake arrows. If you wanted a snake arrow, well, here are the rules for it. The whip of many eyes. Who doesn't want that in their campaign? Just great, great stuff. Again, I'm not going to give away the, the details of these things. You guys need to buy this book to check it out. But it's well worth your $20 to add these items to your game. And, and Ron's really put the effort into this. The font and the layout design is, is all done to make you think of those TSR era books. It looks just like a, like a TSR manual. It is really cool. So if you like those older games and you want new monsters and magic items and spells that your players aren't familiar with, then you owe it to yourself to pick up Ron's Old School Compendium. Like I say, links are in the show notes. And with that said, here comes a great discussion on Nemesis. 
pockets of a beer or a cold libation. I can tell you how I wrote this little theme. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start off with some talking and some moody clips of popcorn fighting, fantasy explorations, and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the box come on, contest, and of course you know it's all about games. I said, slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. On this Spotlight Sunday, we're going to talk about Nemesis, Albert Pun's 1992 film. This is this month's entry in the year of pun. And joining me to talk about Nemesis is Carl Rodriguez of the Geomologist Presents podcast. How are you doing today, Carl? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Oh, thank you for coming. I, you know, I I love getting, you know, I've done a couple episodes with Joe Richter and I love talking to him. But the more people I get to talk to about these movies, you know, the more interesting it is. It's always great to get different voices and different opinions, well, you know, on these different films. So ne- had you seen Nemesis before I reached out to you about doing one of these movies? No, no. In fact, like I, I think we were going to do another movie, but we just I decided against it. Um, so, yep. That so, was the, uh, yeah, that movie was should I mention it? Yeah. Left for can. Dead. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't recommend Left 4 Dead. But. There there you go, folks. But if somebody does want to talk about Left 4 Dead, feel free to reach out to me. And if, if somebody <sighs> wants to talk about any of these Pun movies, I mean, he has almost 50 movies. So yeah, if there's a movie true. you want to talk to me about, reach out to me. I'll get you on the show and we'll do an episode about it. That That's well, definitely not a problem. Well, I guess maybe the I don't recommend Left 4 Dead because it's pretty there's some it's pretty gruesome towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know. But if you like, hey, if you like Westerns and you're willing to deal with that, sure. But we won't talk about that today. No, today we're going to talk about Nemesis, which has some gruesome elements of its own. Um, yeah. I, so, yeah, but they're kind of like, to me, they're like, you know, sci-fi gruesome. Right. Well, this, yeah, this is, I mean, obviously you, you can tell this is inspired by things like Terminator and Predator. And you, you've got some Blade Runner in here, right? Um, yeah, were those earlier than this? Because this is 1992. So were those movies before um, that? Blade Runner and Terminator were. When, when yeah. was Predator was the 80s, wasn't it? I think Predator was earlier. Yeah, yeah, they were all. Or, or, yeah, Predator was 87. So all those predate this. Um, Which is yeah, it's curious. It definitely. I mean, it definitely has a B vibe to it, though. But yeah, I can see with I can see where those influences come in. Well, what's interesting, and I'm going to talk about this more on a a different segment than our recording i'm i've got uh, i'm showing carl this i've got the the albert pun bible which this is called radioactive dreams the cinema of albert pun by justin deluxe i I know i'm saying his last name wrong i should go look up how to say his name d-e-c-l-o-u-x um but anyway this is the only book written about albert pun's Mm. movies and and i'm going to talk about this book separately from from our thing but um but but he has interviews with like cinematographers that work with albert pun and stuff like that and and one of those you know people that he worked with one of the crew members said that every film that they they shot they filmed like it would be a theater release like it would be released in the theaters they planned 
even though a lot of them were direct to DVD. I'm sorry, direct mm-hmm. to VHS. Um, yeah, they, these a lot of these were definitely direct to VHS, but they planned them like they'd be theatrical releases. So they filmed them with that in mind, which is kind yeah. of interesting. I, now yeah. I don't know if I buy that for some of the later ones, but with this one, I can definitely see that. And this actually had a limited theatrical release. Um, but yeah, it's just but the way that they're filmed, you know, just they don't seem they don't have that like you know 70, 70 millimeter quality. It's almost like it's like more television. Some of them to me that I've seen are more television mm-hmm. quality as opposed to cinema quality even from the filming, right? It looks more like you'd see this, you'd see this like as a, on a t- on television as opposed to like in the movie theater, just because the way the sets are sort of um, spont, you know. What, what's interesting, you mentioned spontane- that. I mean, the sets are spontane- spontaneous, right? <laughs> well, yeah, the sets are in a, so, it, uh, so this is coming out, the episode, at, at the time we're recording this, my episode with, with Joe on Doll Man hasn't come out yet, but it, but the yeah. listeners have heard it before they hear this one. Mm-hmm. And and some of the the locations in Doll Man are the same locations they use, especially the beginning battle of this movie, where they're after they leave like the apartments and they're chasing him, and mm-hmm. they and they're in the kind of it's like like a construction area or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that location, he he found that location like this is a good location and he used it in a whole bunch of different movies <laughs> yeah so, so like so the, like the la wasteland location yeah. right yep yeah that's yeah. in a bunch of his movies i mean you right. find a good location then you you know you just keep keep using it um i like all these they're spoilers for this whole movie if you haven't right. seen nemesis folks it's on you can find on youtube you can find currently it's free on at at time of recording it's free on peacock Tubi, pluto mm-hmm. Plex, the Roku channel. Um, it, you can find it a bunch of different places. So yeah. it, it's like say you can find it on YouTube. So it's pretty easy to find. There are different versions of this, and we'll talk about that because I'm curious to see if we see, mm. saw the same version of it. But we are going to spoil it. Oh, right. It. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Actually, and you don't have to wait that long for a like, real life spoiler because it takes place in 2027, which is four years away. That's so right. Just wait. Just wait, and it'll happen, apparently. Yeah. The, the important thing to, to know about this movie is. They talk about cyborgs in this movie. Anytime they say cyborg, insert the word android. Because when they're talking about cyborgs, they're talking about robots. They're not talking about human robot humans with robot parts. They're talking about pure machines built in a factory. That's what they're calling cyborgs. So the evil faction in this movie are straight up robots, trying, you know, like Skynet trying to replace humanity. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Although the main character, uh, you know, so Alex, right? Um, he's a true thing. cyborg. Yeah, yeah, he's a cyborg. He's like you know, and, and they kind of that's the opening scene is how he becomes. You know, he's partial. He's like got some partial, you know, prosthetic replacement parts, mm-hmm. but then he goes like full on, full on cyborg, like you can you imagine mostly, mostly uh, robot, I guess, robotic cybernetic parts after the incident in the first uh, right. the opening scene, right? Yeah, and and there's some good scene, and 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 I think the. So maybe this time talk real quickly, and then we can talk. I want to talk special effects real quickly, then we can talk to the actors, okay. and we can get the plot. But so, and we see this early in the first scene because you see him get hit, and, and you see it blows off effectively, blows off one of his legs, and you see it had a cybernetic leg. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, the I think the cybernetic effects, maybe not. I, did the version you watch have them fight like the the Terminator at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was kind of, I mean, it's what it was, right? That wasn't right. the best special effects. But aside from that, I think the actual robot, the robot special effects, the cyborg special effects were pretty good. 
all told. Yeah, they're pretty decent. Yeah, they weren't yeah. nothing. I think the funny thing was all the sort of computer stuff. Yeah. It looked yeah. it looked very it still looked very it looked very analog. I mean, I guess it was the 1990s, but it still looked it looked very analog, you know, and very um yeah, kind of mo- mo- like it looked kind of like 60s, 70s Star Trek. Right. You know? Yeah, that yeah, computers are always kind of wonky, especially they used oscilloscopes, mm-hmm. you know, mirroring, you know, everything, like right. all the electromagnetic radiation or whatever. Yeah, it was, but I, but you're right. The cybernetics weren't so bad. I mean, it's just they probably just modified prosthetic parts, and mm-hmm. and in the '90s, that was that technology was actually pretty good, and and um and making like uh making like exponential strides because of the uh because of you know the like the Gulf Wars, honestly, this which is a weird right. thing, but right because all the you know a lot a lot of soldiers coming back, and you know there's a need for prosthetic improvement, so it, it makes sense that you would be able to get parts that look kind of authentic or what we feel is like realistic looking for prosthetic parts. Right. So. Right. And, and, and even like in, in that end fight, when they're in the helicopter, yeah. he gets effectively scalped at one point, the mm-hmm. our, our main character, Alex does. And, and yeah. that effect looks pretty good. So for the most part, I, I, I think those effects work. The, the predator vision, the, the cyborg vision, whatever you want to call it was kind of yeah. cheesy. Um, yeah. And, and the but big, it's taken it, out of predator. Right. And then the right. Terminator looking yeah. thing at the end. Yeah, that wasn't great. It's very, it looks but, animatronic, right? Yeah, it did. But all told, for what was a direct VHS release, a low budget movie, the, the special yeah. effects were pretty good. Mm-hmm. The, I, and I thought, I, I guess this is a time to hit the cinematography too. We might as well, since we're here. I thought it was filmed pretty good. I, I, I felt I could follow the action and understand spatially where everybody was and what was yeah. happening action wise. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought the opening scene was pretty exciting and pretty interesting. You know, mm-hmm. um, the opening, like he's chasing those quote unquote terrorists and stuff. And right. that, was, that was in that sort of L.A. wasteland yeah. construction area. Well, this definitely is a, a cyberpunk film, even though we don't yeah. have a lot of, like hacking in the net. Although you, you, you've you got the, you, you, you know, the the main one of the main characters there that that whose essence is uploaded up. On yeah, the yeah. Tip, digital right? and, digital and, uploading, cybernetics. Yeah. yeah, you could I could see this as like a cyberpunk uh, well, and corporations are in control. Yeah. The U.S. and Japan emerged, and right, yeah, right. In, in the backstory and all. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely some interesting things going on here. But mm-hmm. I, I thought it was filmed pretty good. The action scenes, so they, they were kind of ridiculous. The with, with the amount of rounds they're shooting and and things like that. But that said, and and, and you know, spinning around. But this actually, we think, oh, well, this is copies. But this was in like a year or two of of like the killer and things like that. So I don't know mm-hmm. if this was concurrent. I mean, it's very. Albert Puns was Hawaiian, um, and, mm-hmm. and he may have had a, a greater access to s- some films. So maybe he saw some of the Hong Kong stuff early. Yeah, but it kind of reminds you almost uh, of like a John Woo. Some of these things. Yeah, some, they some definitely the see some wire stuff. Yeah, there's definitely some wire stuff in the jumpings and mm-hmm. yeah, but they're supposed to be cyborgs and you know, you know the some of the the antagonists and and protagonists are cyborgs here. They're supposed to be able to jump jump higher or stronger that type of thing. Right. And I didn't I didn't mind that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I didn't mind that either. I just uh Yeah, I, I didn't mind never... the cinema I didn't mind the cinematography. Mm-hmm. I, I did I I thought that's kind of funny that that wasteland scene is used or the LA wasteland or it scene is u- or set is used. Um and it's kind of in situ. That's just kind of weird. The mm-hmm. same with the other the other like the hotel, right? The hotel right. in what country they go to? They went to uh well they went to um uh, Java. 
Um, yeah, in Java, the hotel in Java that looks like mm-hmm. it kind of in situ also. Right. Um, and then they then they showed some scenes in the jungle. So that was not so bad. You know, maybe that was all. I don't know if it was filmed on location. I didn't look to see. Uh, I, I would assume maybe it was Hawaii or maybe it was in the Philippines. Oh, I, sh- I should know this or the Philippines. The, usually these are either Philippines or or. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. But Hawaii. anyway, it was, it was like but, it's a jungle yeah. scene. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't bored during this movie. It moved along pretty quick. It's pretty short running time, which is a plus. Mm -hmm. It was 95 minute running time. So, you know, it moved along. Um, So all those are are kind of pluses for the movie. And and it has some neat effects. It has some silly things like where the guys are, you know, it steals the the steady cam gun mount from aliens. Right mm-hmm. where the guys are walking around with, with the fifty cows. The, I know was... It, it, that was that was kind of silly, but yeah. it, but the you know and shooting through the floor to drop through and instead of just dropping. Oh yeah, one, I wonder one floor would, drops saw, through all the way down. I was this wondering if that was early did that predate that. did that predate um, Underworld? Yes. Pre- oh yeah, this definitely predates Underworld. Yeah. So, yeah. but but although like I did see a uh, MythBusters, I was kind of looking at that. I saw the the shooting through the floor thing. I'm like, it's interesting, I, and it, it does predate Underworld, and then um. And then I, I did look at the look kind of, you know, you go like when you look at YouTube's or you look these mm-hmm. things up, you go like on a little rabbit hole. And apparently Mythbusters tried to recreate that and it didn't work. But, uh, you know, yeah, he, the Cali- in, in this the one, Cali- they, they, yeah, the bad guy shoot a hole in the wall and come through it. And then, yeah, the, yeah. And, and he shoots through the floor, but he doesn't just fall through one floor. He falls through like, like a bunch. A bunch yeah, but he's like, but he's like, he's probably weighs more as a cyborg. Right. Well, right yeah. So he's, he's not like Kate. He's not like a lit vampire, you know, that, like yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Exactly. But, and also like, the, I think the caliber of his guns are maybe higher, harder or mm-hmm. higher. And also it's like, you know, Java hotel construction. Uh, so it's probably, you know, yeah, doesn't have like, the, doesn't, doesn't have, doesn't have like, right. So I think the, the thing that to me doesn't work in the, in the underworld is that, you know, most modern construction has like a subfloor, right? So right. you have to get through the you get the main floor and the subfloor, and there's no way you could do that, especially since she has like a like it's kind of a 38 caliber type of gun, like it, she has mm-hmm. like 38 caliber machine pistols. So there's no you know, it couldn't go through. But but you know, and maybe in, in you know old wooden floors in a job old Java hotel, maybe that's possible. Plus he's a cyborg and he's heavier, but right, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and was, I doubt funny. I doubt cool. Mythbusters took that into account. No having their no. You being a six hundred pound person, you know, stand on top of that floor section. But, right, right. But, but all told, for what it is, you, you know, it's it's fairly exciting. It moves quickly. the The effects are fun. There's some neat things to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's got all that going for it. Let's talk about the actors. So this was originally designed when he wrote the script. It was called Alex Rain, and mm-hmm. Hunt had been trying to make this for a number of years. And the protagonist was originally supposed to be a twelve year old girl. And okay. He was going to use Megan Ward, who was 22 at the time, to play the the protagonist. She had just worked with him in Arcade. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. Arcade. Probably, no. probably not. It's it, it, it's another kind of beat movie. But but the but the backers, the financers said, "Listen, we'll let you make the movie you want to make, but we've got this brand new star we want to we we want to promote, Oliver Gruner, right? Mm-hmm. And and Gruner was this you know martial artist from France and and so they wanted to get him in there. And so Pun agreed to have him be the star, Gruner be the star. Yeah. And and he got to make the movie he wanted to make. So that's kind of cool. And Gruner's is okay. It, considering he's playing a cyborg who has lost his ability to feel and he's sitting there, you, you know, I can't feel yeah. anything anymore and all. The fact he is a pretty wooden actor, I, I don't <laughs> think hurt too yeah. much. 
it, I, I think it worked. No, well. it kind of. I guess it worked. He 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 was fine in the action scenes, and, yeah, and, yeah. and he did okay. Um, mm-hmm. He he got to wear a bunch of ridiculous wigs during the movie, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the um, we I I guess we 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 should give the spoiler. There there is a you know there there is a dog killed in this movie, so that that's a a no yeah. people. You may want to skip this one. Um, I know it's like it's unnecessary too. Well, you had to show how evil the the main right, bad right, guy right. was. That's right? true. That's or true. The main bad. Yeah, it seems like like killing a dog is a is a trope that causes the uh, the protagonist in in film like a, a la John Wick to mm-hmm. seek revenge. Right. right which, interestingly enough, it never comes up in this. It he he he's never like you killed my dog or anything. Which, I, th- I thought he said that. I think he said something like. He, he, they're showing they have a scene of him burying the dog. He, it's yeah. a burying the dog, you know. So he's a scene of him burying the dog, you know. So he's yeah. definitely aware and probably mm-hmm. kind of pissed off at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the one special effect we didn't mention that's kind of cool, and, and maybe we, we shouldn't in case we're spoiling this, folks. Go watch mm-hmm. this movie and then listen to this. Don't listen to us talk before you watch the movie. It's it's a short movie, you can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. Well, yeah. One special effect I thought that was kind of cool and it worked for me mm-hmm. was before they recaptured him for the mission. And and he was off after they they shot the dog and he was off doing his own thing. When, yeah. when the, he meets the one guy and he's like, "Show me your hands," and the guy holds his hands out and then his face kind of splits open and there was a gun. Oh in his yeah, head. The, the gun in his head. Yeah, yeah. I I thought that actually that was kind of interesting. Reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, and some of the and so I would say some of the like we had mentioned already some of the effect not effects some of the choreography during the mm-hmm. gunfights. I thought another cool one was when he was sliding back on that. Uh, Oh yeah, that uh, the, the ramp, yeah, the concrete, the, ramp. the concrete, yeah. uh, the concrete. Um, what do you call it? it, it it's like it, it looked like a water slide, but it wasn't. It was a long. It's like one of those long. It's like one of those long slides. You, yeah. you put you have concrete go down, but he kind of yeah. slid backwards on that and was shooting. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, yeah and, and, and maybe they didn't show it enough. It's kind of like like to me like in uh, we I've recently watched on Her Majesty's Secret Service with George mm-hmm. Lazenby, and there's a cool scene where he's sliding on the ice and shooting, and it's only like three or four seconds. They should have showed more of that, but anyway. So that was that was a kind of a cool like you know moving while shooting. It's kind of neat, right? And then so, there was, or go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. And then there were some there were similar things in in the, uh, um, you know when they're in in the Java Hotel. You know, there's like similar you know shootout type of things that were not not that pretty cool. I thought. I thought right, yeah, I yeah. thought the I thought the action scenes were, were 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 reasonable, right? They were right. Yeah, they did something interesting both in the, on that slide and when he shoot the hole in the floor in the hotel where they basically put a like a camera on his chest, like pointing mm. up to his yeah, face. Yeah, yep. So the camera was like almost right in his it's face. Like a GoPro. It's like a GoPro. Yeah, it was almost like an early GoPro, right? It could, but you saw it was on him as he was going down the slide or falling yep. through the floors. And he did the majority of his own stunts. Oh, he wasn't cool. allowed to do the high falls, but other than high fall, like the mm-hmm. like the dive off the cliff, they didn't let him yeah. do that. But in early on in that early fight in LA where he's on that pipe and it falls down, that was him on that. Mm. And wow. almost all the stunts, though, he did himself, except like the cliff dive and and that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I thought he was he was fine. I thought he did a, a decent job for what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Your your main bad guy is played by Tim Thomerson, who's a great character actor. We've seen him in a bunch of things. Trancers, like I say, when we talked about Doll Man last month, he plays Doll Man. Um, mm-hmm. I I I always yeah, I've always been a big Tim Thomerson fan. We have Brian James in here. He was the one that had the fake German accent. We know him, yeah. of course, from a ton of movies, right? Blade right. Runner, Forty Eight Hours, Tango and Cash. He's in all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, who's he in, in? He was your favorite character in from Blade Runner. 
in Blade Runner. Oh, well, yeah, he well he plays um Leon, right? Yeah, plays Leon. Name. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's in The Fifth Element. He's mm-hmm. he's in a ton of movies. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a pretty fun actor. I always like to see him. I don't know why he does a ridiculous German accent in this, but oh. but he does. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, uh, Carrie Hiroki Tagawa. You've seen him in a lot of things. Oh, well. yeah, great. Another great character actor. Great actor. We've seen a ton of things. Of course, Mortal Kombat. Right. Mm-hmm. He, yep. he, you mentioned James Bond. He's in License to he's, Kill and James yes, Bond. He's he in. Uh, he's just in a ton of movies. Pearl Harbor, um, Rising Sun, right? Yeah, definitely. He, yeah, definitely in a lot of like, uh, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. he people should recognize him, and I, he's he's actually like his latest. He's been in the oh yes, he's in the Man in the High Castle. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's Man in the High Castle, and then um, and he's also in, in Lost in Space. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, a, a, another actor that I'm I'm sure people would recognize. But he's still he working, a, which is great. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. He's he's still working, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Another actor that's still working that we've just recently seen in Cobra Kai, who plays Chosen, has a small part in this movie, mm-hmm. and, and and that's and I'll butcher his name, but it's um, is it Yujiro Akamoto? Yeah, Yujiro Yuji Okamoto. Yeah, yeah. Okamoto. Yeah, he he he's like the hotel clerk in this movie. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, he, that's he, crazy. Like, he looks very young. Yeah, you he probably does. won't recognize him unless you know already. You can... Yep. Pick out that Easter egg. You're welcome, listeners, for That's that right. Easter egg. But, but, but he's in a bunch of movies too. Well, yeah. the the real Easter egg in here, the one that isn't often well, he's not you don't see him in the credits, mm-hmm. it is a young Thomas Jane who's naked oh, the wow. whole time he's on the screen. Um Oh, it, is that who that is? Oh, that he plays yeah, he plays like I didn't understand. He's he's That's Billy what, was, what he's Billy yeah. whatever his name was, right? That's yeah. something I didn't That's get. Thomas Jane. Is there a, yeah. There's a lot of people I didn't uh, yeah, Thomas Jane that um that's something I didn't get there. To me, there are like a lot of throwaway characters that I didn't understand mm-hmm. why they were there. Like, like Billy, like Thomas Jane, they right. make a big deal out of him. And then he's like killed in his first or second scene. But uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah he's good. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about him when we, when we get there, he's naked in that scene yeah. because they wanted um, Deborah Shelton to be naked in that scene. And he said, well, I'll be naked with her. Like yeah. the, the support for her. Deborah right, Shelton's right. in this. She's the, She's she mostly naked. Have a huge part, yeah. She, yep. but but she she was a Miss USA. She appeared in Playboy, but she also had, was on three seasons of Dallas, and she did other acting stuff. She's Miss Universe in nineteen seventy, or well, she was first runner up in Miss Universe in nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But she's she, uh, she was Miss World USA in nineteen sixty eight. But anyway, body, mm-hmm. female like kind of bodybuilding show, and and I mean she she did good in this. Um, the other one, the last one I'll mention. Uh, well, two last ones I'll mention. Jackie Earl Haley has a very small part at the very end. He's the the doctor for the Freedom Fighters at the end. Uh-huh. Huh. And then Vincent Klein, we always mention Vincent Klein. He's Michelle in this. Um, Vincent Klein is the main bad guy, Fender, in Cyborg. Yep. And he has small parts in almost all these movies. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to mention Vincent, always give him credit. The one interesting thing, the naming conventions in here are very... Um, a lot of these names are gender neutral or they're names that can be used either way. Yeah, that was kind of like, interesting. Maybe maybe yeah. that's because he wanted certain people to be he wanted he, that wasn't his initial, right? Right. Yeah, choice. and I don't know if yeah, so I don't know if that or they're showing the future is a little more, you know, gender fluid. I I don't uh, know, but you have like Alex, um, Jared, Julian, Max, Max, Michelle, Sam. You know, a lot of these names are really it, you know, they can go either way, which which is, is kind of confusing when you well, we're I, I think unless you had any other actors you want to mention, I think we're ready to get in the plot. 
Well, Mer- just Merle Kennedy was Max Impact. Oh, mm-hmm. But yeah. She- so she's been in some things more recently. She wasn't in stuff for a while, and then she kind of been in. So she was things in the early aughts, uh, Junior and Bubble Boy, Perfect Storm. Oh, that yeah, that's right. That is yeah. You you know what's funny is because of her accent in this, she's kind of hard to understand in this movie. Yeah, it's with, weird. With her yeah, and and Max Impact, you you wonder because it's kind of a silly, almost a silly name, but actually yeah, I is. like her in this movie. She's kind of like she ends up being like the like his yeah, I didn't understand. And, yeah. yeah, I didn't understand the role because like a like they just that was kind of the weird thing, and I guess that was some sort of the disconnect for me is like all of a sudden there's these characters that you see briefly and they don't give a t- context as to why they're there. They don't introduce them. And that's one of them is, is Merle Kennedy's max impact. Like why is this character just kind of running around in the hotel, like in hiding and, 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 you know, mm-hmm. who is this part? Yeah. They never, I don't well, know. She's it's, part it's of the freedom of, fighters, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, she is a freedom yeah. fighter. The freedom fighter connection. Right. So I, I don't know that we need to go scene by scene no. with, with the movie, but, the basic plot here is we're, we're in the future. The the U.S. and Japan emerged. You, you have um, bad cyborgs out there, and you have cyborgs that work for LAPD. Mm-hmm. And our main character, Alex Rain, works for LAPD, and he's hunting down the rogue cyborgs, right? And that's how we meet him in the first scene. And he gets all shot up. He gets put back together. He says, I'm not doing this anymore. And that's mm-hmm. like when his dog gets shot. And he goes yeah. off, and he's... He's like doing illegal deals on the side somewhere. He gets recaptured by uh-huh. LAPD and gets brought back, rebuilt. They put a bomb in his heart. And Tim Thomerson, who's the commissioner, Commissioner Farnsworth, yeah. tells him, you know, listen, they're the plans or the, the you know, the meeting notes or whatever for the, this big meeting between the U.S. president and the premier of Japan have been stolen. And we need you to get them back, you, you know, to protect them, which is all a lie. What was yeah. really stolen, and like I told you folks, spoilers, is some freedom fighters stole the... So Tim Thomerson, the, the commissioner at this point, has been replaced by Sam, who is the cyborg that shot the dog. Yeah, the evil He's, cyborg. But evil cyborg is now... So Android has replaced the commissioner. And mm-hmm. and, and what, what was stolen were plans where the plant making the evil cyborgs is and who is an evil cyborg and stuff like that. And and that's what the freedom fighters had. Well, that's the plans that were stolen, and they want to get it back before it gets to the main freedom fighters, right? And who are called the Hammerheads. And so mm-hmm. they're sending Alex Rain to go get this back and bring it back to them. But what happens is when he gets to Java, he decides to switch sides and tr- and get these plans to the freedom fighters to the Hammerheads. Yeah, and actually, like the plans are are held by his former lover when mm-hmm. they were a cyborg. Uh, named Julian, who is now like up, no, it's Jared. Up, up, uplifted. Oh, is it Jared? Yeah, it's Jared. Jared uplifted yeah. consciousness. Julian is um, the body Deborah, she- Deborah Shelton's character. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, who's allied with the Hammerheads, right? And, and there is, and 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 that's basically the plot. He has to, you know, and there, and the, so the evil cyborgs are chasing him as he's trying to get yep. with them, and eventually gets it to him, and you know, but at the very, but you don't know. So at the end, the very end of the movie, we hop forward you know, a year or, or, you know, whatever. And he's still hunting down the yeah. remnants of these guys, evil cyborgs. Yeah. Cause and, it seems he, like Sam downloaded their consciousness into a whole bunch of different, right. right. Cyborgs are probably the nemesis, I guess, mm-hmm. as suggest in the, in the title. So that's why you have like this, this ongoing series of nemesis movies, probably. Well, yeah. Which actually don't have a whole lot to do with each other. So that's not <laughs> totally true. We, okay. Bruner never comes back and, 
but yeah, that that's a story for another podcast. That's um, funny. But yeah, so that's basically the story for for what we need to know. Um, mm-hmm. They they don't they, they don't make everything super explicit. So unless you're really paying attention and hear them calling the commissioner Sam when they're in that hotel in Java, you might mm-hmm. not catch for a while that he that you know evil evil Sam Android has replaced the commissioner. Yeah, it, right. you know, it, it does hop around a little bit. Although you know some of the funny scenes, funnier scenes are there because when you have um. Tagawa's character, you know, Angie in there, yeah, that's kind of funny when he and the gangsters come in there and, mm-hmm. and, and they're giving Alex Rain a hard time, you, you know, and they're and then they find out he has a bomb. They're like, oh no, get away from us. Yeah, that, yeah. that was kind of good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know who else we see as a cyborg in this? He's or, or on the streets in Java, is um Sven Oli Thornson, who you remember from Conan the Barbarian. Yep. We 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 get to see him. He's one of the two, you know, the two brothers, and, and he's also, you, you know, from Total Recall, and he's in a bunch of movies, but I, we didn't mention him, and he, he's in this. Um, yep. So, yeah. Um, Quite a well, few. Yeah. This is where they got their start, I guess, before they broke <laughs> they broke in. Well, he was just holding on, I think, at this point. Yeah. This is 10 years after Conan, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, yeah, he's still trying to hold on, but yeah. So parts the, here and there. Yeah. So, but but that's kind of the movie. Um, yeah. The the high. I, I mean, it's interesting. And at the end, they do leave it kind of open, like that. The Sam survived, and 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 you, and you hear you you know Tim Thomerson's voice. So there's a couple ending this movie. One of the endings doesn't have that final fight, like with the robot at all, with the Terminator robot. Right. At that's all. dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. That's dropped out. And then one of the so they just get on the helicopter and then get right to the the rebel base kind of mm-hmm. um uh, but that ending apparently has when they have that final when you, you see alex rain and, and max impact walk up the stairs and you hear the voices in the background saying you know should we take them out now why not mm-hmm. you, you actually see tim thomerson on screen where the ver- and then there's a version that doesn't have that final voiceover at all mm-hmm. so there, there's a number of versions out there um yeah but, yeah. So, so, know, what, so what, what didn't we say, Carl? I don't know. We didn't say how we could turn this into uh, an adventure. But I well, think it's pretty easy yeah. to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could really work this into a plot of an adventure um, with either, you know, a group uh, or, yeah, I think you could do it as a solo or with a group, right? A group of people who have found this out this plot of AIs wanting to, you know, quote unquote take over and how do you do it you could do it the number of you could do it in, in cyberpunk you could do it in like shadow run um yep. shadow run you could incorporate some magic stuff in there of course but uh well, but definitely it definitely is a the, the the plot is pretty linear and you know um straightforward and i think that's what's cool and that's how i feel you could use it um in a in a game reproduce oh, yeah. plot and, well you could definitely use this also for a fantasy game because the whole idea of where you're hired to go do one thing and your employer's been lying to you and it switches. Yeah. So, I mean, you could replace cyborgs with doppelgangers, right? Right. In, in a in D and D, if you wanted to. So mm-hmm. it would be easy enough to to switch this around for almost. I, I mean, a little bit harder in Old West, but you could do it in Old West too. But, but you could do this with most genres. But the oh, idea you could do it in Old West with like aliens, you know, like aliens. Yeah. That well, there you are go. Yeah. Call of Cthulhu, Weird West. You know, mm-hmm. Sean. They they go into people's brains. Those fly people. 
fly right. creatures from outer space. But you could you could definitely figure out how to do it. But of course, you can only do that kind of switch once with the group. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a one and done because if you do it too often, they'll never trust anything. They'll never that. trust anything. Yeah. They'll yeah. never trust going on a job again. Right. But 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 if you could pull it off once, though, it would be pretty great. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. And, um, yeah. So no, I, I I agree. This this would be pretty. It's pretty gameable. It, it's a pretty enjoyable movie. Definitely recommend watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and, it's fun. It's a fun little movie to watch. Uh, it definitely you know does show some some naked people. So yeah, that's be true. aware. Right. Um, Don't watch it with kids, probably. Right. Um, yeah. So and, and and I do think it benefits from what the YouTube obviously doesn't have closed captions. It does benefit from going to a service and having the closed captions because you'll catch some of the dialogue a little better. Right. Yeah. Some of the some of it's like mumbled or muffled. Right. For whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, Carl, thank you so much yeah. for joining me to talk about Nemesis. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Go, so go watch some more Albert pun Albert pin pun movies. Yeah. I, you can find Carl's show in the show notes. It's the Geomologist Presents. So you can go over there and see what Carl's up to. And I will be back later this week with a regular episode. So until then, folks, be excellent to each other. Joke about your spouse, but the operator screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I could shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. Sure is a dustbin and your oil is by a zipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Well the zombies are arising and the world is gone to hell We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck